Hello, Soul viewers. Big Ronnie here with another Soul Stay at Home series interview. We love this time. We love going behind the scenes with artists and, you know, see what they're working on, see how they're holding up, see what the mentality is, see who hates the president, all that fun stuff, you know. We're at home. We're trying not to go bored. We're trying to bring you content. We're trying to keep it moving. And uh, keeping it moving, we are. Today is May 27th year of our quarantine 2020 everybody who's watching this um, as soon as it went up this was just recorded yesterday and i am real excited to talk to our first guest mr night owl welcome to the show hey how's it going thanks for having me glad to uh glad to join in yep now we've never met uh but i've i've admired your work for quite some time and we've covered it uh, tell us a little bit about your origin story, Mr. Superhero. Where'd you get started? Uh, uh, well, I was out in the woods one day. <laughs> um, where did I get started? I mean, originally, I you know, cut my teeth on the streets in New York City back in Staten Island back in the day. Um, kind of moved around the country a little bit, and now I am out here in California. And that's pretty much where Night Owl was birthed, was uh, down in San Diego, back kind of around 2006 or so. Now, and what, around what, 2008, during that last uh, financial crash, kind of moved it up to the Bay Area. So now I'm out in Oakland, California, doing the oh, Now, did you, did you start on graffiti? Yes, like uh, like most people, yeah. <laughs> it was one of those uh, no good street punks for a while. Those were our favorite kinds. What was your what was your favorite? What was your first tag? What was the first thing you wrote? Uh, the first thing I wrote was Wad W A D. It's kind of uh, you know, we started, it was about third grade or so, so we didn't really understand it. Just the older kids are like, you know, you got to choose a name. Didn't really know why, so we just chose a name and kind of ran with it. Now, <clears throat> and, you know, I wrote, uh, that was probably the first thing I wrote, then I changed over to Ski, just S-K-I. Go ahead. Now, originally, it's, it's all about the letters. Uh, when did you... you but uh, it's it, you know for for graph writers when they start out it's about the letters it's about the tags it's about the style when did you move to characters uh yeah it was probably you know roughly 2006 2007ish you know i took a uh, like most people i took a break and kind of retired when i hit adulthood um and then just kind of, you know, I started painting again in 2006, but I didn't want to go running around tagging. So I kind of developed stickers, stencils, and started working on characters slowly but surely. One of, one of the stickers that we had, wasn't it an RWK? Did you do an RWK collab? Oh, yeah, we did uh, quite a few of those. Yeah, Chris says hi, by the way. I was talking to him a little bit earlier. Very cool. Chris is one of our favorites. Uh, hope he's safe and healthy and happy out in Shelly. Oh, yeah. Same here. Now, you said you bounced around a lot. Uh, what did you, what did you, you know, moving around this country uh, for Americans is usually just a chore. 
uh, but it sounds like you moved a little bit and took the art with you. What, what would you say were some of the differences in some of the places that you lived, art-wise, scene-wise? Um, well, you know, I mean, there's nothing like New York City, and there, there never will be. So, you know, if you start in New York City and you go somewhere else, you're naturally just going to be disappointed because nothing will ever live up to what New York City can offer. Like, I mean, hands down around the world, I'm sorry. Like, we are a little slightly arrogant about New York, but it's the truth. Um, now, I was in D.C. for a bit, and, like, D.C. was pretty wild. There's a really good craft scene there. You know, like, big shouts to Cool Disco Dan and all the originators down there. Um, like, Cuba, Shore Boogie was out there back in the day. Um, Went to San Diego, and you know San Diego is a very uh, conservative, whitewashed town, despite what you may have heard. Not a lot of graft there, but that's back when Shep was killing it, Giant. You know they were about turn of the century, like two thousand ish. They they really ran that place. Um, San Diego, aside from those guys, San Diego is dead unless you went out to like East County where all the gangs were, and then like that was just you know nuts the whole tvc crew like persuade and all those dudes they were killing it but i mean overall there wasn't really much going on in like san diego proper but when i moved to oakland in 2008 it was just kind of like being born again like it was the first time i'd ever been anywhere that could actually kind of compare to new york city which just like you know it was this giant like free-for-all no one gave two shits everything got crushed there was zero, zero respect. And at the same time, like, you know, all genres of street work could go down. It wasn't like just graph. It was, everything was kind of welcome. And that so was pretty that, cool. So that city already had an established like wheat paste scene and sticker scene and things like that by the time you'd gotten there? Oh yeah. Yes. So it was kind of one of those things, like just when I landed here, it was natural within about a month. I mean, I was just so inspired and just kind of went full fledged on like getting back into the art. Now, how are you handling the, the lockdown? What is it like for you? Um, I'm getting an A++ in this right now. No, it's kind of... Daily routine for me is kind of, you know, I go to the studio, I'm alone all day, make my work, go home, hang out with my girlfriend, the dog, and, uh, you know, repeat process. But, uh, you know, we've been kind of, I don't know, we locked down, like, in the very beginning of March, like, that first week. But, you know, we were still kind of going out, painting walls, still grinding in the studio. I was lucky enough to have a lot of... Uh, commission projects that we're going to still go through so that's definitely carried me through and i've just been you know grinding and hustling every day to like keep stuff going tell us a little bit about the chopsticks urban art space project oh yeah that's that's a uh that's i'm glad you brought that up some kind of revitalizing that now that was like a little thing we put on here in Oakland, we started probably about 2011 and it was kind of like an anti-gallery. Like it was more about putting the art out there and just having fun. It wasn't a scene. It wasn't about like all the bullshit trying to get into a magazine or anything. 
it was, it was pretty much by artists for artists and it was just a cool place that was the kind of thing that didn't exist really like anyone we weren't elitist if you wanted to show with us you could show with us and like you know it was just a good time we had some really good really talented djs in here so it was always good music it was a good party and we actually we managed to move a lot of artwork as well see but isn't that the, but, uh, isn't the idea you know, like anyone that's run a gallery would tell you it's a lot of work wait what was that it isn't isn't that the general idea is is for the, the 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 streets to sort out what's good and bad everyone should be able to to do what you're doing put your work out there and you know what the, the streets like it they're going to tell you the streets don't like it they're going to tell you and you said in, in 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 a city like oakland where everything was getting crushed that's that's the only way to to sort of be fair about it is just let, let the streets decide Oh, that's the truth, man. The streets, I mean, in the end, the streets are always going to decide, you know? I mean, it's, it's very refreshing when that happens, too. Now, it sounds like that project would be, a, you said you're refreshing it now. It sounds like this pandemic time would be an ideal time to launch a project like that. Is that what, like, what's the time frame for you to, to start that up again? All right, well, the, uh, the first show we're going to do is pretty much slated for mid-July. I mean, I'm trying not to stress any of the artists out. Like, everyone invited 25 artists to collaborate. Already got half of the canvases back, so I'm just kind of want to give everyone time to, you know, get it done in a stress-free manner. But, yeah, we're going we're gonna to launch middle of July with uh, the next show is with friends like these. Where I've invited 25 artists to all collaborate with me. With friends like these, with 25 collabs? Month after month with that. 25 collabs in the show? Uh, yes. Yeah, I've been a little busy. <laughs> That's great. So uh, uh, you, you want to uh, drop some names, give some shout outs? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll start with the people who have actually sent canvases back. Um, got Downtimer, Beaks, got uh, Chris Robots Will Kill, Zero Productivity, Musk, Below Key, Turtle Caps, uh, Champ in Such Styles, the father-son duo, got Die Slow, um, Ham, City, Force 129, it's a Crystal Cabby. You got a pretty decent mix of like East Coast, West Coast artists, just a bunch of old friends. That's awesome. Now, do you, um, when, when you, when you work on something like this, obviously it's your buddies and the people that you're cool with and have worked with, but how many of those 25, how many of them are first time collabs, people you haven't worked with before? Um, I'd say probably like eight to 10. Now, how, how is this time? 30% or so. Yeah, no, it's, it's a big number. It's bigger than what I thought you'd say. Now, how is this time for, for collaborating right now? Obviously, it's a little, you still have a little bit of a vandal to you. You're still going out. You're still going to the studio and things like that. But are you meeting up with people or is it mostly, mostly right. you know? Um, It's all kind of, you know, shipping off in the mail and everything. I mean, I've met up with 
met up with a couple of people over the last month. But, you know, I mean, everyone, everyone's got their own viewpoints and not, definitely not trying to push people to do something they don't want to do. And even like with this whole show, like, I got a lot of people actually turned down the invite to be a part of it just because, I mean, either they're busy or they're a little stressed. And, you know, again, didn't want this to be anything like stress inducing for anyone. Well, <clears throat> I think you said it the right way. I said, well, how is it going for you? And you said, I'm gangbusters over here. I'm busy. Uh, you know, not everyone is upwardly mobile like that and can can take uh, the opportunities that, you know, they see before them in a time like this. I think you are the type of guy that would, you know, be this busy, even if the world were twice as fucked as it is right now. Oh, absolutely. So where does yeah, that I mean, come I was, from? Uh, what was that? Besides being a New Yorker, where does that come from? Being a New Yorker? <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's anywhere else to get that kind of work ethic, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much. What was that? What do you miss? Pizza, mm. bagels, <laughs> uh, people that are real, you know, none of this fake shit. Oddly enough, like, I don't think anyone in New York would say this, but I miss riding the subway. I've been gone so long that I really miss riding a subway. In theory, it's a beautiful thing. Get anywhere you want yeah. in New York City for two seventy-five, but rarely does it go that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah when, when you're lucky. Uh, but you know, like if you've gone around the world, you'll you'll get a lot of cities that don't even have public transportation. So like, you kind of don't realize how spoiled you are in New York, despite how shitty it is. Amen. Do you still have family back here? Yeah. Yes. They're all on uh, Staten Island. How are they doing? Um, so far, so good. I mean, we, uh, we lost one of my aunts a couple of weeks ago, and that's been the first problem in the family. So kind of consider myself lucky. We have a really big family, and only lose one person so far is uh, pretty incredible. Yeah, I don't want to... Uh pick at that wound i'm sorry to hear that you lost your aunt but did she have underlying conditions or was it you know shocking no it was kind of uh just out of the blue you know she's definitely up there in age and long life hard life you know i think it was just kind of you know exhaustion just kind of laid down for a nap one day and never woke up well that ain't a bad way to go if i had to choose frankly uh, same here man i would do the same thing now, let, let's talk about the owl. Uh, what, what did that mean to you? Where did that, why was that the, the icon for, the, for your work? Um, it's kind of a roundabout story, but it all came about from, you know, I used to be a, a big raver, stayed out till 6, 8 a.m. every night, you know, lots of partying. And uh, before doing art, I was an architect and I would, pretty much not reply to clients' emails until about 3 a.m. Just because I didn't want to deal with them. They want the back and forth, blah, blah, blah. So one of my clients nicknamed me the Night Owl. And I just kind of, I was like, yeah, I kind of like that name. So I ran with it. And I, you know, I used that name for a bit and it took a few years. I finally started actually drawing and painting owls. So the name came first. I love it. And it, it, wasn't, even a, yeah. it wasn't even a moniker. It was something that someone gave to you. Exactly. Just completely random. Do you still keep those crazy hours? 
Um, chilled out a little bit. I try to get to bed by like two or three now. You know, <laughs> I dropped a lot of the, the party life out. So now it's just kind of grinding till two or three. Now you mentioned that you had some. some... Yeah, still... Good. No, I was gonna say I, uh, I just feel more productive at night. So I just kind of work within my, uh, you know, my, my, my positive zones. You mentioned earlier that you had some DJs in the spaces while you were working. Uh, what type of music do you listen to? You said you were a raver. I bet you don't listen to EDM while you're working. Uh, pretty much only EDM. Ooh, but it's the, uh, the drum and bass, the drum and bass genre. <laughs> I love it. Um, now, high tempo. Now, isn't how how does how does that um, how does that correlate to your work in that um, it's it's a very high energy music and you know that's the scene and the feel and the vibe that you used to to vibe to but isn't isn't art just slowing that down a little bit isn't there a, a, a little better of a non favorite music that you might be able to be productive to I mean probably yes and no um, I mean when I've got like the drum and bass on I just kind of I drift off into this subconscious zone where like, you know, it's kind of a happy place, you know, everything's good. It's the right kind of beats that I guess subconsciously I just react to and get on that level of vibrations. I mean, if I had to, it'd probably be either hip hop or heavy metal after that. But I mean, the main thing about like the EDM is there's so few like lyrics to listen to and pay attention to that it's just easy to drown out and get lost in the art. Yeah, I'm with you. I have I have ADD and ADHD, and my brain needs a backbeat. I'm always singing or humming something in my brain just to occupy right. a little bit of the CPU cycles. So on on EDM, I just feel like it yeah. it, it puts me it, it like calms me down. I'm not sure it would make me productive. That's why I asked it that way. But <clears throat> you know, exactly. let's 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 talk about what's next for Night Owl because you you sounds like you were you not sounds like you someone who moved around, took opportunities, found them where you came. Uh, you know, what do the next five years look like, assuming the, the, the world doesn't implode further? Um, well, I was, I was on a trajectory where last year, I mean, I've been going to Paris every year since like 2015 and doing a lot of work out there. And it's finally, you know, gained the attention of some of the galleries out there. I've got a couple of artist reps. I've been getting like legit work out there, paid work. I was supposed to be in Paris for all of April, and I was coming to New York right after that for all of May, but I'm, I'm stuck out here in Cali. Um, but I mean, as far as what my goals would be for the next five years is to like really establish something in Paris and Tokyo. What, what, do, you like, what do you like about Paris? Why is that a, a logical stop for you? Um, you know, it's hard to explain, but just the people, like the common day people over there really appreciate artists. And like, you know, like I've been stopped by cops for doing illegal stuff over there. And like, they're actually cool. They kind of thank you. They're like, hey, that's pretty cool. You know, nice work. And they just keep it moving. You're like, yo, this is insane. Like out here in Oakland, they pull a gun on you. Very, very different. It's, just, it's kind of nice to be treated like a bit of a hero. People respect you and like, They'll talk to you intelligently about your work. It's just, I don't know, it just seems more, it's, people respect it more over there. Well, they, they, you know, the, the culture is about art. Unlike in the States, 
there's there's a respect for it and there's, there's a ton more galleries and i think uh uh great right. school kids are, are really forced to learn it um how'd you like to be how'd you like to have kids forced to learn about night owl in 50 years i think that would be awesome that'd be insane i, I can only i'd be blessed if that happened Uh, sorry about that. Uh, now, oh, no worries. Man. So, so 2020 is what it is. You're on your way. You're working on your shows. You know, we will be able to crawl out of this hole eventually. What are what are some of your hopes for the scene or for uh, public art that you know maybe somebody can get around? Um, well, I'll tell you one thing that like has really hit me like during this experience is that like just looking around locally, you know, people like business owners and just people have really responded to the artists who are out there like, you know, covering up the boarded establishments and like just putting art out there. Like there's been a lot of thank yous being offered and like, you know, you really made my day. Like we appreciate you. And I mean, I don't know, it hasn't been like that before. So it's kind of nice to be you know, acknowledged and appreciated to actually hear someone say thank you every now and then. It's like a lot of the walls we paint, we do it out of our own pocket. Like no one's paying for it. How, is it easy um, to paint two, two eights out? Like I'm sorry, what was that? How are you finding getting your supplies? Is it easy getting stickers and two, two eights and stuff like that out there? Oh, geez. I mean, well, when this all started at the beginning of March, like I kind of just emptied the bank account and stocked up on stuff. Still definitely like, you know, trying to get eggshells a month ago was a pain in the ass. You couldn't get eggshells. Like pretty much anyone that sold stickers is out. We ordered, um, had like a fabric order. We placed the first week in March. It just arrived today. Yeah, first I mean, week in March, like, so almost three months. Three months, yeah. Wow. So, like, I've been lucky. My studio was kind of overstocked with stuff. Like, I've whitewashed a bunch of old canvases. I've, like, you know, taken old T-shirt runs and chopped them up. Kind of been making do with what I have. And, like I said, I stocked up in the very beginning of this. But, yeah, I mean, trying to find supplies right now is a real pain in the ass. How about food? How is it by you? It's, honestly, it's been pretty good. Like, I haven't... With the exception of like one or two things, I've had zero issues. Like I've also got a garden, so like we've been eating fresh greens from the garden every day. You know, a little supplement, but we've had no issues getting food by us. That's great. Uh, Night Owl, thank you very much for your time today. I, uh, I was looking forward to this chat. I've liked your work for so long. I was looking forward to meeting you. Can't wait to see you when you come back to New York. I, I can only imagine when you hit Staten Island, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the the, the homies come out for you since you've been gone for so long. So I'd love to uh, catch up next time you're around. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would love to, man. That would be great to come and uh, say hi in person. Hell yeah. Yeah. Paint some in the backyard, okay. make another video, all that. Uh, yeah. That'd be great. Before I let you go, please tell everyone, our, our viewers where they can find your, you online. Cause I know you have a little different of a name on Insta. Right. So on Instagram, it is Naito Oru. So it's N-A-I-T-O underscore O-R-U. And that's just Japanese for Night Owl. And then online is www 
chopsticksartspace.com. And that is where the, uh, the store is. Well, that's great. Everybody go check out that store. Support Night Owl. Support the artists that we're working with. Support your favorite artists. You know, get out there and, and make this time something to be memorable. Buy some art. Uh, but Night Owl, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And you have a great day, man. Hey, thank you, Ronnie. You have a great day as well, man.